Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. Tonight you are listening to These People Are Not Stupid. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. We give money to Ukraine, and it's bothered me from day one. And you have plenty of people just here. I say, how come it's always the United States that gets ripped Frankly, Ukraine, we want to help them. And I do like the new president. You know why I like him? Because he was honest. Because he said there was no pressure at all exerted on me, meaning him, by the president of the United States. He said it. By the way, that one sentence should stop this. But he said there was no pressure exerted. But you don't have to ask him. All you have to do is read the transcript, read the telephone call. But what I was having a problem with are two things. Number one, Ukraine is no before him for tremendous corruption, tremendous, more than just about any country in the world. In fact, they're rated one of the most corrupt countries in the world. And I don't like giving money to a country that's that corrupt. Good evening, Patriots. Tonight is Thursday, February 24th in the year 2022. And yeah, that was President Trump when he was on his rage about Ukraine. So if any of you think that... President Trump cares that Putin just whacked the heck out of a cabal center stronghold. Well, then, there you have it. He probably doesn't. Anyway, before we begin tonight, we're going to dig in a lot to Ukraine tonight and look at the bigger picture of what's going around the world. But before we begin tonight, MyPillow.com, MyPillow.com forward slash Bards is the Bards Nation landing page on MyPillow. And that's an honor to have that. Thanks to all you great patriots that have supported MyPillow. We have a brief message tonight from Mike Lindell. Remember, your promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. Well, during these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly onto you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, we have my standard size MyPillow, regularly $69.98, now only $19.98 with your promo code. Or you can get custom fit with my premium queen size MyPillows, regularly $79.98, now just $29.98. Or my king size, regular $89.98, now just $34.98. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. If you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless. And that 1-800 number is 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939. You can talk to a Patriot Pillow counselor there. And your promo code is BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. You can use that anywhere on the My Pillow site, the Frank Speech site, and the My Store site. And Mike will include a special gift for you 
which is a copy of his book, which tells the story of how an addict rose up to be one of the greatest CEOs and patriots of our time. And quick hint on that, at all centers around his love in Christ. Also, Patriot Expedition, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com. That's the coffee branded for Bard's Nation. It's a coffee developed for the warriors of our time, in part developed by Dr. Eric Naputi. It's a coffee developed to boost your energy and boost your immune system at the same time. And that goes along with a whole series of other products on the Expedition Coffee site, which include the Gut Health Triad, which helps heal and seal your gut. Also, the Immune XP, which is an immune booster based on pinecone extract with high levels of vitamin C. And we have Earth, which is a full-body nutrient supplement. Mix the powder with water. Drink it like a shake once a day. It's all your body needs. And Pure 47, which is one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate so many of the pathogens that we're encountering and help keep your body strong and your immune system strong. All of these work together to help reclaim our health sovereignty and keep us away from those biomedical death camps we call hospitals. So check it out at Expedition, X-P-E-D, ExpeditionCoffee.com. Finally, The Founders Bible, TheFoundersBible.com. That is a place to get, get what I consider to be the Bible for our time. That's an NASB 1995 edition, an exquisite translation of, this, of Scripture. And so not only do you get a lesson in God's Word, but you get a lesson in how our founding fathers use Scripture as a living language because their documents are worked throughout the, docu- throughout the Bible, that, this version of the Bible. It's a Bible that's printed in the good old United States of America, and it's heirloom quality. So again, thefoundersbible.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, for 20% off. Patriots, we're seeing a lot of craziness going on right now with this whole bit in Ukraine. And it's not just Ukraine that's happening. There's things happening all over the world. But I believe we're really getting to a point where people are having a hard time seeing the bigger picture. And the problem is that there's been so much wearing down of this COVID nonsense, and there's so much control by the media to keep this propaganda repetition going on, people have literally developed tunnel vision. And it's a problem. It's a major problem because we can't see the bigger moving parts and see the bigger picture of what's going on. The bottom line is probably summed up best in this 26-second clip. Listen to this. All you need to know is the truth. And the truth is very simple. Nothing works. Nothing did work. Nothing could work and nothing will work. It's over. The dam is broken. It's a matter of mealy-mouthed politicians now trying to just wriggle out of the responsibility. That's the truth. Thank you. Now, I have spent the last, since last night, 24 hours, literally, almost around the clock, analyzing footage. And I'm telling you, people are getting played big time. Yes, there is a conflict going on, but I'm going to tell you something. When you pay attention to footage and you don't see people running in panic, you need to start asking yourself a question. If you know what an SA-400 is, SA-400 is a mobile missile system. It's one of Russia's most advanced most mobile missile system. In fact, it's one of the most advanced in the world. And when you see it running down the, driving down the road and they're politely waiting for traffic to cross in their way before they turn into their position, Ask yourself why. When you see people walking on a bridge filming the Russians driving by and the Russians are letting them film and you're hearing that the media from the media that all sorts of Ukrainians are dying, ask yourself why. Why is the guy allowed to film? When you see people waving the tanks coming in, ask yourself why. 
when you see pictures of John McCain standing with what we're now acknowledging to be an, a neo-Nazi group that he was supporting and helped stand up, why would the people support that? And why were we supporting a neo-Nazi group there? You see, this whole thing is coming down to one big play. I want to read you something here that comes from the European Union Times. And this is from September or February 7th, 2015. Russian president says his country will never accept a world order in which is headed by one single government. Vladimir Putin on Saturday said Moscow will oppose an unipolar world under where there is order where an undisputed leader imposes his will on the world. There is an attempt to disguise the current world order that has taken shape over the past few decades after the collapse of the Soviet Union, a world order that is headed by one undisputed leader who wants to remain such, Putin told Congress in an undisputed trade union federation of Russia at the Black Sea Resort in the city of Sochi. Putin was clearly lashing out And they say at the United States, well, yeah, because we're the ones that are pushing it. Now, first of all, I want to be very clear about something. War is messed up. It always is. And there's always going to be casualties. The problem I've had, and you've heard me say this for almost two years, is nobody in this movement that has been talking about war, been callous about war, talking about the ridiculous things like the Q movement. Well, well, people die in war. No one has witnessed war. And under Trump, there was no war. But now, suddenly, when they have to confront war, what a real war is like, what a blitzkrieg is like, now everybody's out here pleading, oh, what about the Ukrainians? Well, we're going to have a very special guest on Monday, a guest who has been who is friends with President Putin, and a guest who has also been spent a lot of time and has received very high honors in Ukraine. And I can tell you right now what he told me today, this nonsense that's being pushed by the Western press, that there's going to be some sort of guerrilla warfare, he says it's not going to happen. Because the two countries, Ukraine and Russia, are very much tied together. I've told you this many times. The origins of Russia came from the Kievan state. That's where Kiev is. And everyone right now is getting heavily played. There was a thread that showed up last night, and a brilliant thread, in fact on Twitter, on an account called Clandestine. And this is how it started. Holy shite. I think I may be on to something about Ukraine. Zelensky said the Russians are firing at military installations. How broad is that term? Question mark. I am seeing speculation that could include U.S. installed biolabs. At first, I was like, no way. Then I started digging. Well, here's what he found. There were 15 Department of Defense and NIH-funded biolabs in the Ukraine. I want you to think about what I just said. 15 U.S. biolabs in Ukraine. Now, let's put this in perfect perspective. I want you to imagine that there were 15 biolabs in Cuba. I want you to tell me how long you think it would be before we wiped those out and took over Cuba. Do you realize that there was about 1,500 troops of Cuban descent on the island of Grenada and we launched a full-scale military assault? Do you know that when we went into Panama, do you know why we went into Panama? 
the Panama, we went in because one CIA agent was held by Noriega and we made an entire war and took down an entire government of a country because one CIA agent was being held in jail by Noriega. In fact, when the team came in to get him and they broke through the walls and did the, the breach to get him, they called him out by name, by first name to pull him out of there. This is what we call wag the dog. I want you to hear a one-minute, 41-second clip. I've done a bit of editing on it to bring a couple different pieces into it, but this is all from the movie Wag the Dog. Listen to this. There's a crisis in the White House. What's the crisis? And the president's top advisors have been called together. Oh, jeez. Now, Washington's top spin doctor has an idea. We can't afford a war. We're going to have the appearance of a war. But he can't pull it off without Hollywood's top producer. Uh, do I know you? We have some mutual friends in Washington. Why come to me? We want you to produce. You want me to produce your war? Not a war. It's a pageant. We need a theme, a song, some visuals. We need, you know, it's a pageant. New Line Cinema presents all the drama. The president's going to go to war with Albania in about 30 minutes. And all the effects of real war. Okay, put the, the village behind her. Give me some sound of screaming. Without the casualties. America has seldom witnessed a more poignant picture. From Academy Award winning director Barry Levinson. When this goes national, I get to put it on my resume? Actually, no. What, what could they do to me? Take him home to your house and kill you. Academy Award winner Dustin Hoffman. This is politics at its finest. Academy Award winner Robert De Niro. How would you like an ambassadorship? That's my tale? Hell, I'd just do it for a story to tell. Oh, no, you couldn't tell anybody. Listen, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> you couldn't tell no, 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 it's just a, it's a, it's, it's a pageant. It's a pageant, that's what it is. Wag the dog. Who's got the story? Hey, don't you want to know if it's true? What difference does it make if it's true? It's a story and it breaks, they're going to have to run with it. How long we got till it breaks? Front page, Washington Post tomorrow. Just got to distract him. One video of one bomb, Mr. Moss. The American people bought that war. Mm -hmm. War is show business. War is show business. Welcome to the 21st century. You see, so much of what's going on over there, Russia made the comment today that it's not really a war because there's not troops on the ground. I don't know where this is or where it is not. But what I know is that there's a whole bunch of drama going on on all sides of the camp right now. I know that there's patriots that are swinging left and right, trying to be the cutting edge of breaking news, showing every single thing. But this is what I found last night. It was interesting. The first images to come out last night of, U of Ukrainian dead, soldiers that were dead, it was a problem. It was a big problem. The third soldier in the line of the dead soldiers didn't have any ankles. In fact, there were just socks, and they were all bootless. In fact, in a closer examination, they were all dummies. One was a stuffed uniform and one was a mannequin. Don't be suckered by this. I'm not telling you there isn't action going on in Ukraine. But remember what we talked about last night. All roads lead to Ukraine. Ukraine, as President Trump said, and I believe that someone asked earlier where that was from. That clip I played at the beginning was around. In fact, let's play it again. I want you to hear it again now as we've talked about this. This clip, I believe, comes from the after, right around the impeachment time or end of the impeachment time. So it's somewhere between the end of 2019 and the beginning of 2020. Listen to this clip again in the context of where we're looking at Ukraine. We give money to Ukraine, and it's bothered me from day one. And you have plenty of people just here. I say, how come it's always the United States that gets ripped 
Frankly, Ukraine, we want to help them. And I do like the new president. You know why I like him? Because he was honest. Because he said there was no pressure at all exerted on me, meaning him, by the president of the United States. He said it. By the way, that one sentence should stop this. But he said there was no pressure exerted. But you don't have to ask him. All you have to do is read the transcript, read the telephone call. But what I was having a problem with are two things. Number one, Ukraine is known before him for tremendous corruption. Tremendous. More than just about any country in the world. In fact, they're rated one of the most corrupt countries in the world. And I don't like giving money to a country that's that corrupt. Not money to a country country that's that corrupt. Let's look at the corruption. Burisma and Hunter Biden. We have the money that came to Iran and ended up siphoning up out of Iran into Ukraine and then into Swiss banks. We know that Ukraine was one of the hubs of the entire election hacking, not just for the United States, but for the entire world. We know that there's tons of oil pipelines that have been pumped in there that we have dumped millions of dollars in that congressmen all get kickbacks from. Ukraine is the hub. And whatever's going on in there right now, be very cautious how quickly you are to jump on the side of anybody. There's always victims in war, and you want to put your emphasis on that and pray for that, that's fine. But this is one of these situations right now where you have to hold a calm line because this war is only war. This Whatever this is, this military action, is only about 24 hours old. And when you start jumping too fast on the things in the middle of an early action, you're going to be on the wrong side of things because information warfare is at its peak on an invasion. And I will tell you honestly, when we analyzed, and I was, I've seen the analysis, the Department of Defense analysis of how the Russians handled Chechnya when they went in there, which I believe was about 2010 when they went into Chechnya, I'm going to tell you something. They are light years ahead of our U.S. military and how they run information operations. This was not a sudden attack, but I will tell you one thing. They have caught, if you pay attention to who's screaming about this war and what their reactions are, pay attention. Pay attention because it's all of the people you don't like that are saying that this is such a horrific event. It's all the people we don't trust that are telling you how bloody the action is. Don't be swung by propaganda. Hold a steady line and keep a collected head. Now listen to this piece, 16 seconds, an amazing perspective. Just a friendly reminder that Russia is one of the only countries left not controlled by the globalist elites and refuses to have a federal banking system. I wonder why they're painted as the enemy. Hmm. Mainstream media at it again. There you go. Russia does not have a Rothschilds bank system. It also does not part. It was trying to move away from the SWIFT system. And if you listen to Pena, who was one of Trump's friends recently, and I can't, I can't confirm this, but he claims that the person who started Bitcoin isn't the guy that we think it is, this fake or this unknown Japanese dude. He claims that it's Putin. So I can't tell you yes or no on that one, but I'm telling you things are not as they seem. And it is interesting today that Bitcoin crashed big time. At the same time, we had Russian billionaires losing tons of money in Ukraine. And we know that there's a war between the elite right now. 
So much of what's happening across the globe is a war against the elite. And we are getting caught in the middle. And we have to really pay attention to where the real fight is. The fight is not at the strategic level. Now, no doubt that whatever's going on in, in Ukraine is pretty significant. And it's significant enough that Donald Trump Jr. said today that whatever Putin has out of Ukraine has to be much bigger on Biden than what we already know that Biden did. That's a big deal. And you'll notice that there's no reprisal going on. I do want to read this perspective for you. It's interesting. This was another, another angle on this I want you to hear. And it's called Putin's Checkmate. And this, was, this came up today on a post. Again, these are just things to pay attention to. And I'm in no way suggesting that all these are absolute fact. But I want you to pay attention to the different ways of looking at the story. It says, Russian troops celebrating with Ukraine locals who are welcoming the Russian army as peacekeepers. That's verifiable in video footage. And it continues, don't let the media and narrative upset you. This is what's really happening in Ukraine. Putin correct, <clears throat> correctly going after the cabal in Ukraine. The military, he said, you sworn, you swore an oath to your people, not to the junta. Lay down your arms and go home. And Putin did say that yesterday. And then they define a yunta, which is a military or political group that rules a country after taking power by force. And then it continues. The reason Biden and company are freaking out and drum, and drum up a war in Ukraine is because Zelensky, working behind the scenes with Putin, is setting up a vast sea of change in Ukraine. And of course, Biden and the WEF globalists are freaking out over not only losing their money laundering cash cow, but also being exposed for all the hundreds of billions of dollars they've stolen from their own countries and funneled through the Ukrainian banks. Just think, whose son's getting millions in fake jobs there? Biden's son. This is a very significant event. And when you tie this in with the biolabs and you tie this in with that we were funding, by the way, and I want to emphasize that again, that's U.S. taxpayer dollars that were funding 15 biolabs through the DOD and the NIH. I don't care what your position is on Ukraine. That question needs to be answered. For the U.S. to have bioweapons labs in the Ukraine on the border of Russia, and then when we dig in deeper and we realize that both Russia and China have said that the, the COVID issue, that fake virus, whatever it was, manipulated spike protein flu, was of U.S. origin, the picture begins to change once again. And, of course, we know the minute that China raised its head and said it was the U.S., the media jumped all over that one and suppressed it. And even the idea of looking at the origins of what, where that came from in the Wuhan labs, what we do know for sure, certain now is there was a legitimate U.S. connection with U.S. universities, NIH, NIH money, and U.S. nonprofits, all working out of Wuhan. And now we discover that there's 15 bioweapons labs in Ukraine. Other point here, it's worth noting, that out of the seven, out of the 11 first strikes in Ukraine, seven of them happened to be in the same locations of where the U.S. bioweapons lab, labs were. So this is a very complicated story. 
And it's one of these things to appreciate that one of the themes in Q is these people are stupid. I'm going to argue very differently. These people are not stupid. They're masters at shell games. They're masters at keeping the board moving and keeping your eyes off the ball. But what's the real fight that we're after here? The real fight is to keep it clear on what we're trying to achieve, which is liberty and sovereignty for the people. Because in the midst of this, they're not stopping their movement forward to try to continue to keep people locked into a digital world. This doesn't change the event that's been happening in Canada. In fact, I'll bet most people don't even know that the protests were continuing in Ottawa today. And not only were they continuing, but today was a, there was a significant event that happened in Ottawa today, which was that there was a whole line of protesters against the police. And in the line of the protesters, there was a Muslim that rolled out his prayer rug to do prayer in front of the police. And the first thing the police did when they walked into the line was to take the Muslim's prayer rug and their Quran and kick it across into the snow. They're doing everything they can to incite violence. They're doing everything they can to incite division and hatred. And everything that we are doing is trying to bring unity and understanding between one another. And we have to continue that fight. And we have to continue to work aggressively to sit down and to listen to each other, to break bread with each other and bypass so much of this media interference. So, Again, part of the reason I'm bringing on this person on Monday night is to start hearing a different perspective, not a perspective that's coming from U.S. eyes. This is another important point. The Americans have a very strong bias in seeing the world through our eyes only. There's a much more complicated world out there. And as a nation, we've become willfully ignorant on not only our own history, but on the histories of other countries to appreciate the complexities of environments. Our CIA, our USAID, which is a CIA front, have been heavily active in Ukraine for years. To understand the relationship of Ukraine, like I said at the beginning, it's very much like our relationship with, we'll say, New England. If you're going to separate Ukraine from Russia, it's no different than trying to have a country come in and separate New England from us. And that's something we wouldn't stand for. And yet it's okay in our eyes, for us to meddle in other countries' countries' affairs and pull them out of the orbit of their mother country and call them call it whatever it is. I want to throw another twist to you on this. I want you to think about this because it's it's a very it's a challenging perspective. But the more that we work through this problem that we're in right now, what we're starting to see is that the origins of a lot of the world's problems and evil is coming out of our country under the name of freedom and liberty, and free markets. The way that's translating is free markets gets translated to become part of the Rothschild's banking system. Liberty is your freedoms as long as we agree with it. Otherwise, we're going to suppress you or kill you. Freedom of choice is as long as you can choose your president in an election as long as it's friendly with us. That's how this has worked. In fact, I can tell you working with a team in Afghanistan that was from the UN, their role in Afghanistan during the first major election was, get this, was to prove that the election was not fair. You just heard me correctly. 
their role when they stepped into Afghanistan was to prove that the election was not fair. And the reason for that is that they had to force, they wanted to force a recount and they wanted to do their own validation, not trusting the people and make sure that the person in power was going to be appropriate for the control that they wanted over Afghanistan. Patriots, this is a very challenging time for all of us. So I just want to throw this consideration out. We have not been able to deal with our government. We're seeing it right now. They, we had our own government steal an election from us where we elected President Donald J. Trump to office. They stole that election from us. And they did it right in our face. They literally spit in our face. And after they did that, we sat by and we watched our presidency be taken over by an insurgent left. So what exactly would happen if a foreign power, how would we discern, let's put it this way, how would you discern if a foreign power interceded in our own country to topple an illegal presidency, would they be an occupier or they be a liberator? Just asking. This is how complicated our world is right now. And this is a a difficult time for everybody because we're all going to have to reflect very carefully on the positions we take. The one true position we always take is our walk with God and our stepping away, as I've talked about night after night, away from the politics. And we have to continue to walk that path because things are getting increasingly difficult and the, the whole area is getting increasingly filled with quagmires and landmines. We cannot risk getting caught into this elite crossfire that's going on. We know that there's enough details on the ground in Ukraine to have a lot of questions about what our own involvement is as a nation. And there's a whole bunch of justification. By the way, that account clandestine that published the U.S. Biolabs of Ukraine, that account was taken down last night by Twitter. The, the thread was put up on ThreadReader, and it was deleted in ThreadReader in less than in the same span of time. In 12 hours, it was taken away from Twitter and deleted from ThreadReader, and it has now been copied and reposted, but the original, the original post has completely been erased from the web. Tell me that there wasn't some truth there. So we are dealing with a measure of deceit in our own country in the middle of this that's unprecedented. And this is part of this whole moving the pieces on the board as we deal with a cabal that has no allegiance to nations. It's like an, a superstructure of corporate entities that sits above all governments and controls governments across the world. If you've ever seen James Bond Spectra, which is this super corporation that in, works in the shadows to control governments in the world, that's exactly what we're dealing with. And we're dealing with a cabal that has infiltrated deeply. When you can look in your own community and find infiltration at your local community, consider that that local infiltration ultimately ties all the way up to the biggest banksters in the world. That's how much of a complex environment we're in right now and how difficult it is to discern and why they will continue to play national politics against you. Canada is doing its thing up here while we have tyranny going on in Canada. And it's, it's ironic because here we have our neighbor up north that literally has just 
We just witnessed what happens and how quickly a country that was considered to be one of the top 10 democracies, Western freedom democracies, that literally went overnight into full-on tyranny. And it's also how quickly the media is fanning the flames of Ukraine when Russia's intervening on what we've already established there were at least some elements of a neo-Nazi side there, but no one's talking about that. And yet the media did everything it could to avoid the look of Canada and what's going on up north while we have our U.S. truckers on the move and we know that we have U.S. drones flying over to track military drones tracking the movement of our own convoy. That's, by the way, that's a violation of posse comitatus. Because that means you're using weapons of war against the U.S. people. This is the complex world we are now in. At the same time, you've got silence coming out of China, which is interesting. Because China has gone a bit quiet because there's a massive infighting in the CCP right now. The families that are the dynasties of old China are in the process of killing each other. And China's on the verge of a complete and total implosion. It's way over its, its skis, if you will, on what it can handle. They've got over 30,000 demonstrations a day protesting the government. It's so high in China that they've started, they've stopped reporting how many protests and demonstrations they have in the country. China doesn't have enough fuel. It doesn't have enough food. So it's been trying to gobble up everything it can globally, not China, but the CCP. So we are ending, we are arriving at a point of a global collapse. And that's the point is that the NWO, the new world order is actually done. The question is, where are we going to go as people? Because what's ahead of us now is going to be very trying. And it's going to take us as people staying together, united, not divided, to work through this. As these leaders grapple and grope with trying to keep themselves out of the limelight. Consider this. Pfizer just withdrew its vaccine, its bioweapon, its vaccine from India. I want you to think about this a minute. India said it was going to investigate its vaccine for its effectiveness. Pfizer had at its disposal, had it passed their investigation, 1.3 billion customers that would have had to take the vaccine. Pfizer chose to withdraw its vaccine and 1.3 billion paid customers rather than having the investigation expose it. Do you understand the magnitude of this? This is how deep this corruption is. We are dealing with a global cabal that is on a full attack to try to keep people looking one way and then the other way and missing the major effects. We are being attacked as humanity by an organized global cabal. We are being, this global cabal is tied to criminal bankster cartels that is tied to criminal drug cartels that is backed by human trafficking cartels, some of them all the same, that are pilfering and pillaging every bit of wealth that they can out of the world in a system that they know could not sustain, and they are now at the point where the system's about ready to collapse, and they're panicked because people are starting to wake up. So what do you do? Well... 
You've got to make sure you got to keep fear moving around. You're probably going to need another big distraction. Well, they just got one. Apparently, at least the media is making it one, which is Ukraine. And it's amazing to me, even from, from just looking at smart patriots, how quickly people went from being all focused on Canada and one little blip with Russia. And I'm not, by the way, I'm not giving Putin a total pass on this either because I don't know where he plays in because Russia just recently signed on to the Fourth Industrial Revolution agenda. All I've said is there's a whole bunch in Ukraine that needs to be explained. And I can tell you this, it's not going to be, it's not going to be explained from our media and it's not going to be explained from our optics. Because when we get into our involvement in Ukraine, nothing gets clear anymore. So we have all of these events going on. We have people dying still from this injection. Matter of fact, the death rates are increasing astronomically. And we have this rolling theme, which seems to be percolating up again and again, of this idea somehow that these people are stupid. They're not. These people are quite brilliant, in fact. They're brilliant at keeping the ball moving and keeping your attention off of what's going on. And that's the point of knowing your enemy. You've got to understand what their capabilities are. You have to understand where they're going and what they're doing. And you have to keep your eye focused on where we're going. Our focus, which I've said from the very beginning, faith and knowledge, has to be clear on that line. And all this other stuff is distractions that fall in your way. Want to pray for people, pray for people, but don't get wrapped up in the emotions of stuff that you can't verify because that's how they control you. And as a guy who's worked information warfare, I'm going to tell you, emotions are the greatest things to play with with people because you move them back and forth and back and forth until you exhaust them and then you can feed them anything as a truth. I want you to hear this piece, 57, piece, 57 second piece from our favorite guy, Klaus Schwab. We all know, but still pay insufficient attention to the frightening scenario of a comprehensive cyber attack, which would bring to a complete halt to the power supply, transportation, hospital services, our society as a whole. The COVID-19 crisis would be seen in this respect as a small disturbance in comparison to a major cyber attack. To use the COVID-19 crisis as a timely opportunity to reflect on the lessons the cybersecurity community can draw and improve our preparedness for a potential cyber pandemic. A cyber pandemic. That's a new one. Pretty good. Actually, that was done in July of 2021, just so you know. So here is, here is Donald J. Trump's or Donald Trump Jr.'s tweet today. Biden won't sanction Putin today, and, I, and he won't even answer why. I guess whatever Putin has on Hunter and the big guy is even worse than what we've all seen on the laptop from hell. <laughs> I will tell you this, knowing what we know about Ukraine, knowing that Putin sent in his special operations before this thing all started, looking at the magnitude 
of crazy talk that's coming out of all the people that we can't stand, like the whole Biden administration. You know something big just went down. And you know whatever it is, they aren't happy about it. And the other thing that they have lost is their money laundering site, big time money laundering site that they've been using, Obama's been using, that all these people have been using to channel their money and push it into Swiss banks. And oh, wait a minute, isn't that funny? There was a whole data spillage out of the Swiss banks just a few days ago. Huh. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. As I'm sure it's just a coincidence that all these other events have just been building up and getting our focus on these different places so that we start to awaken. See, this is so big. It's bigger than any of us. This is truly a God's hand type event. This isn't that Putin is doing something that is all part of a master plan. Putin's doing what he needs to do. He's taking advantage of it. If you listen to the strategists out here, they're telling you that he's taking advantage of U.S. weakness. And Oh, yeah, I mean, I don't disagree with that. He wrote this paper on the invasion of Ukraine about two years ago, and it was an internal document that came out. Okay. But now we have to take a step back and look at the mastery of all things that have happened. So let's rewind just a little bit. Canada has a trucker's movement. A trucker's movement that was started originally by some pretty nefarious characters. Money that seemed to come from Soros-funded organizations, a couple of leaders that near the climax of the police arriving into Ottawa bailed and ran away, one of which ended up on Tucker on on Fox News to talk about the great new movement of how it's going to be. But they ran away. Because why? According to what Canadians are saying, they were insiders working with the same equivalent, the, uh, the RCMP. So what happened with the truckers movement? It got out of control. The truckers movement moved out of control because it became a people's movement. And instead of it being a limited event where they could blame the truckers for the shortage of things, it represented 3% initially of Canada, about 1.4 million people. It has now grown to be about 30% of the people. So what happened? Well, the cabal freaked out. They freaked out in a big way. And they launched the Emergency Powers Act, which just happened to reveal every bit of their secrets. Not that we didn't know, but those that were asleep still started to look around and go, wait a minute, that's not a conspiracy anymore. They really are going to use banking and a social credit score and to seize your bank accounts. And it's caused a ripple effect across the entire globe. We've talked about the distractions that happened on our end, which have kept American patriots heavily distracted. Maybe there's... There'll end up being a good way out of this because it's God's way of doing things. But we had the Durham report drop on the Friday before the big police action and the, chain and the announcement of Emergency Powers Act, which put our attention, interestingly, on Sussman, and that take us, takes us to Ukraine once again. True Social launches the same week, which is another, from American Patriot side, a huge distraction as everybody's more focused on building their accounts than paying attention to what's going on in the world. And the pressure of Canada doing its run on banks created another problem. The problem was that their digital system isn't ready to roll out. That was revealed this last week by Canadians showing that they weren't ready yet for this new digital ID to be presented. I think this is the piece, if it is here. I'm going to play it for you just so you have it again. 
Canada is on the cusp of a revolutionary innovation that will transform the way Canadians authenticate themselves online and protect their identity. Digital ID. All of us are living in a digital world, but we're tethered to an analog model of how we identify ourselves. Memorizing countless online passwords, carrying government-issued licenses, plastic cards, and more. Digital ID is a way for Canadians to identify themselves to government, businesses, and each other electronically, with ease and rock-solid security, without the need to present physical documents. One interconnected network. A federated digital ID ecosystem developed in collaboration with Canada's best and brightest talent from our banks, telecommunication companies, law enforcement, and government. It would have the power and security to store every Canadian's electronic identity and attributes. And it would unlock countless opportunities for Canadians to verify who they are safely, quickly, and securely, while only revealing the information necessary for each transaction. A fast, easy, and secure way to bank, sign up for government services, renew driver's licenses or health cards, shop, travel, and more. Canada's banks are perfectly situated to help lead the creation of a federated digital ID system between government and the private sector. The World Economic Forum agrees that banks and financial institutions should lead the path forward for digital ID. Banks are highly regulated and trusted. They have advanced cybersecurity and privacy technology, and they have the infrastructure to operate provincially and nationally. Banks are also at the forefront of working with fintech startups who are bringing revolutionary mobile and online products and services to Canadians. Digital ID can help consumers navigate between these apps and programs with trust and confidence, knowing their ID is protected at all times. A federated digital ID approach can also significantly reduce fraud, save taxpayer money, improve regulatory compliance, and make it easier to do business as an owner and as a consumer. In fact, the Canadian Bankers Association just launched a white paper with our recommendations on how to move forward with a federated digital ID framework. I encourage you to read it to learn more. And there's the trick right there. They just launched a white paper and the whole truckers movement that was supposed to be a controlled event, in my opinion, got out of control, forced the Canadians to move more quickly forward on an event of using their whole banking system as a weapon of war and revealed all of this all at once because they had to rescind. The provinces started to push back on the digital ID. They had to pull that back on the COVID passes. And what's revealed is they weren't ready yet with their new digital ID system. In fact, we know now for a fact that they weren't ready because the QR code technology contract was just issued to Deutsche Telekom. Why do I bring all this up? This is really, if we're paying attention People are having a massive effect on world events. The spot wars, the hot wars like Ukraine, they're the ones that people seem to migrate to because they have the most action. And it's an easy, easy thing to sucker people into it. All you need is some file footage. There's tons of explosions. But the thing is, if we're paying attention and do pay attention to these footages, ask yourself the question, like when things are blowing up, why people aren't running around and screaming and running away. Perhaps it's a culture that's more accustomed to war, but Ukraine hasn't had war for a long time. Maybe the people are stronger and mightier as people, perhaps. And there's some errant things that always happen in war, and those casualties, yeah, it's sad, because war is hell. But don't be sucked in to the Hollywood drama. Dig. Pay attention right now. Keep yourself grounded on the directions we're going. Pay attention to what the real war is here. 
the real war that we're dealing with at this point in time is the war against the cabal. We're trying as people to free ourselves, liberate ourselves from a global matrix of control that's driven by a master's corp- master corporations that are controlling the world. And within there, there's going to be some amazing fights. There's going to be some amazing drama. But at the end of the day, it's always about us. That's what's why I push back so much on wanting somebody to fix it for us. Because when we get into that mentality, we miss the bigger opportunities that we have. We have to stay focused on our path with God. We have to stay focused on our true path of what we're here for. That's that path of light, that path of righteousness. The noise that's around us is immense, and it's only going to increase. And so part of this incident here in Ukraine, take a step back. Take a look at what's going on. Ask questions. Demand answers. We as Americans should be screaming loudly as to explaining why we had 15 biolabs in Ukraine. We as Americans should be screaming loudly while pic- why pictures of John McCain are seen with a neo-Nazi group and we're saying nothing about it. We as Americans should be screaming loudly of what the relationship is with Ukraine and our election process since we know there's a connection. We should be screaming loudly about why there's billions of dollars flowing out of here into Ukraine. For what? Who's benefiting? These are the questions. And when you have something like Russia stepping in, we need to be screaming equally loudly why we are trying to get involved in Russia's affairs. When we, oh, I forgot, did I mention that already? Have 15 biolabs on their border, effectively. This is the whole unraveling that we have to do. And if we're going to be strong and active in our own nation, because we still have a lot to clean up here. We are all going to be faced with a point of accountability. This is the time we're in. And it doesn't just mean personally, it means nation by nation. And our nation right now is involved in a whole lot of stuff. And our corporations are involved in a whole lot of stuff. We're involved in the military contracts. We're involved in stirring fights across the world. These are questions we have to start demanding answers for. I don't know the whole politics of Putin behind this. I'm going to explore it. I've told you I'm going to try to get people on to look at another side of this fight because we have to break our optics, our cultural bias to understand a greater picture of what's going on. What I do know, and I do find ironic, is that somehow Europe sits in the middle of this and Europe's panicked about this. And in between Europe... Is a, they create a line, a barrier, which prevents Russians and Americans from talking. I'm not talking about governments. I'm talking about people. And in the midst of all of this, when we look at the history of Russia, they've been through a lot of suffering to get the European interest out of their nation. In the last hundred years, they've lost over 30 million people to wars and tyrants like Stalin. All of those ultimately tied back to some connection with Jesuits or Illuminati, which also always takes us back to the same place, the Vatican and the New World Order. So we have a lot of questions to ask and a lot of efforts to make to start talking to one another, to break bread, 
and hear what we have to say, not what our governments are saying that we're doing, not what our media is lying to us about. And to do that, we have to stop reporting the panic and start recording the conversations. It's important. If we fail to do that, these people are going to win. We have to get past their game. We have to move the board and change the rules to the rules of God's board, one that says we're united, not divided. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we're blessed in this time for the amazing opportunities that sit before us to have the chance to witness and see clearly the evil and deception that has been around us all of our lives, but finally to have it brought to light. Lord, in this time where there is so much chaos, we do not wish to see war. In fact, we pray for those that are victims of war of any kind. And we know that in this time there's much more going on than just Ukraine, but there's many wars being going on around the world. Lord, we just pray that we can, as people, start to have that conversation, to start to once again learn who we are, to stop playing politics, to stop getting swayed by the media, to ask the hard questions and demand the hard accountabilities, to force our government and our, our leadership that is still in this position, that is, has it in its own interest, interest to manipulate, deceive, and to exploit us, to force them to the table, to explain the things, the anomalies, the lies, the deceptions that they put before us, to hold them accountable. Each one of us, Lord, we pray, they'll have the strength to start coming together as one body, not a divided body, to not be chasing the squirrels that run in our paths, but instead to walk clearly in a line that brings us together with a clear view that starts to listen to each other, to starts to talk to each other, just takes time to see each other as part of your kingdom, your children. Lord, there's a lot of diversity in this world, and we won't agree on all things that we are, and there are there is truly evil in this world. But there's equally millions and millions of people that are being victimized by this same evil. We need to find the common voice. We need to find the ability to sit and break bread. We need to find the ability to hear each other and not through the filters of deception and corruption. So, Lord, we pray tonight for that tool of social media, that tool of interconnectivity through the Internet to be used in a positive way to start talking to one another. We don't need people trying to be the latest and greatest breaking news reporters. We need common sense. We need level heads. We need good conversation. We need heartful felt communication. We don't need the idolizing of leaders. We need the true listening to each other. And we pray for that to happen and those opportunities to unfold. Lead us and guide us. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. A challenging time, and this is part of the, the Great Awakening. For us to take the challenges that are put before us and not be deceived. For us to walk in this path, to know that our truth rests in a center point with God first. That as we do that and we get that rock of faith that we aren't going to be blown off the path, which seems to happen so quickly and unfortunately too often. So keep your head up and your eyes forward. 
Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. We have an amazing opportunity to transform this world. Our prayers are the rock. Our prayers are the connection to Father. And God is with us. He will never forsake us. We have to trust in him like never before, especially in light of the storm, the storm of deception and deceit. In the end, God will always win. And we know that. But we have a mission here. For this time, for this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. See you tonight, patriots for fishers of men. Until then, or until the next time. God bless. And out for now. success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made, therefore they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait, But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. 
because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push, we climb, we never give in, we become the nightmare that evil didn't know exist. We pray, we stand, we live by the words in God we trust, we fear nothing, we are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 